0: Good day. My name is Sky, and I appreciate you spending some study time with me. I'm here to help you make money in online poker by teaching you key strategies and getting you to take action. We're doing an eight-question Q&A for Valentine's Day 2024. Now, there's nothing really lovey-dovey about this Valentine's Day Q&A, but we all love poker. And you have questions, and I love giving answers. So we're going to do this. Go to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod477. It's going to help you take some notes. Okay, let's get to it. Gambate! Just a little anxious to get up there and whoop e. t's ass, that's all. <laughs> right when you get your chance. you will all get your chance. Good hunting. Dismissed! The tires and light the fires, big daddy. The first question is about river aggression factor. And Menno said this I found out I have a serious leak. My river aggression factor in the cutoff, big blind, and small blind is very low, and I don't know how to correct it. Well, thanks for that question, Menno. So, first, what is aggression factor, or AF, for those who don't know? It's the ratio of aggressive plays, bets, and raises to the passive play of calling. So, it's calculated as the number of bets plus the number of raises divided by the number of calls that you made on that street. So if you have a river AF of 0.5, you made one bet or raise for every two calls, one divided by 2, 0.5. If your AF is four, you made four bets or raises for every one call. So why is it bad to have a low AF? Well, it means that you're not being aggressive enough and perceptive players and HUD users, they're going to easily exploit this. When you bet or raise on the river, as an honest player with a low AF, especially when you use a big size, they know you've got the goods and they can easily fold, which means that you're missing out on value. It also means that you're not bluffing enough to steal pots. Now on rivers, we should be bluffing less than we do on the prior streets, but we still need to bluff sometimes when the time is right, when our opponent is right, when the situation tells you that they can fight a fold but if your AF is low on the flop and turn as well, you're probably missing out on good bluffs on multiple streets, but especially, probably, on that river. So how can we increase our AF? You want to try to bluff rivers and value bet more, and especially when it comes to thin value betting, like you have a weak top pair hand but you think your opponent can call you with an ace high or a weaker top pair hand, you want to make those thin value bets. And if you think you can fold versus a bluff, go ahead and make the bluff. Make it a size that can get him to fold, right? Don't be scared and bet one-tenth pot. Now, when you face a bet or a raise, you need to be able to name weaker hands in their range that you can beat before you call. One of the reasons for a low AF is you're just calling too often. You might be giving away too much value. So if you can't name weaker hands in their betting or raising range, you're probably better off just folding. Now, the goal of this isn't, the goal of folding, isn't to just decrease AF. The goal of folding is to save yourself chips. The result of that is AF will go up because you're calling less, because you're avoiding those bad calls. So for you to study some of these spots in PokerTracker 4, I want you to filter for hands where you c-bet the turn, but then you checked the river. So review those hands, and see if there are maybe some hands where you should have triple barreled for value, or even as a bluff. Also, filter for river calls and find some hands where you called and you lost, because those might have a calling mistake on the river, or maybe even on a prior street. Also, look for calls when you made it with weaker hands, where folding or bluff raising might have been a better play. Now lastly, filter for river calls where you won, and find hands where you could have raised for value. There might be a ton of spots where they bet quarter pot, and you just called because you just weren't sure, but... You might have been able to raise for 3x and got them to call with a slightly weaker hand than yours. Now, one of the great things about plugging your leaks, and Menno that he's not betting enough, right? There are probably a lot of other players he plays with that don't bet enough. So how can we exploit other players like Menno? So first, you want to fold versus any significant river action against those honest river bettors especially when we don't have a strong made hand and we can't name worse hands in their range that are making the play. You also want to value bet thinner because they call too often and they just don't raise enough. And lastly, you want to raise them when you have the absolute nuts and they made a big bet or even a big raise on the river. Because they're honest, their bet or raise means they're committed to the pot, so they're not folding. You've got the nuts. You can get max value. Question number two is about playing against a lot of limpers. Now, Zuki says, uh, in the app I play on, almost all people are fish. There are not many tables, so I play a full ring 30 NL or $30 buy-in. Most are fish and they're all limpers. So in this situation, and Zuki lists out four questions, I'm going to read one question and then give my answer. So question number one, how should I play? Do I have to play tight aggressive or loose aggressive? So I recommend a tight aggressive style with most of your hands played from in position, so in the hijack, the cutoff, and the button. If you're going to raise over any limpers, only do it with hands that you're happy seeing the flop with. That's why you want to play kind of tight. You know these limpers are going to call, so you got to expect to see the flop. So you want a better than average hand. And experiment with different raise sizes, because you definitely want to get some of the limpers to fold so you only see the flop versus one or two other players. If three players limp in, you raise on the button to a small size, the blinds both call, and the three limpers called, holy cow, all you did was successfully build a multi-way six-person pot. Even with pocket aces, you don't necessarily want to see that because with so many other players, there's a very good chance somebody hit almost all the flops, better than your overpair hand. So you want to choose good broadways, suited aces, suited connectors, and strong pocket pairs. Now, I said play tight aggressive, but it is okay to limp behind, especially if you expect nobody else to iso-raise. You are going to end up playing just bingo poker like they do. So whatever hand that you have, play it pretty straightforward post-flop because you've got a lot of players against you. Question two from Zuki. I get tilted when fish call and win with random hands. Okay, so you want to work on your mental game with Jared Tendler's book, The Mental Game of Poker, like I I recommended in last week's podcast. You need to realize that the fish on your tables, they're what make poker profitable, and it can only be profitable with the fish sometimes winning. If they lost all their money, they would never come back but they have to win sometimes so they can keep playing to lose more money to you. So against the fish, your better decisions and your better hand choices, they're going to win in the long run. So Zuki's third question, the app doesn't allow for a HUD to help with my reads. So you're going to have to treat it like a live game and just take player notes. Watch the action and try to make reads based on bet sizes, positions, the board cards, the range that you think they're on. Also, very important when you don't have a HUD, analyze every showdown that you see. You want to develop an understanding of the logic they use as they play their hands and knowing the hand strength pre-flop, flop flop, turn in river because you saw a showdown, it's really going to help you figure out these players. And question number four, it seems like it's very easy to make money against these fish, but sometimes variance sucks. And yeah, I agree, variance does suck, Zuki, and you can't always win, but the mental game of poker, it should help you deal with it. Question three is about hand reading for live players. Now, this is from an anonymous player. I understand the importance of hand reading, but you often talk about finding hands to hand read in Poker Tracker 4. But I'm a live player, no online play. How do I find hands to do hand reading with? So first off, you want to use Mr. or Mrs. Anonymous. You want to use hands that you've actually played. So while you're playing, you have an app in your phone, I bet, maybe a piece of paper even, record the important details of those hands that you want to do hand reading with later on. The basic details you need are player positions, stack sizes, street-by-street actions with bet sizes, and board cards. Another way is to find hands in forums or from friends. And lastly, I highly recommend, I know you're not an online player, but start playing online on a site that works with PokerTracker4. You don't even have to use a HUD. Just imagine this online game that you're playing. It's a live game where you don't have a HUD. Work on your skills. Just play like $5 or $10 buy-in so you're not risking a lot, right? This is basically just your opportunity to learn and develop hands where you can do your hand reading and work on strategy. So when you start these online sessions, have a strategy in mind that you want to work on, and purposefully put yourself into that spot as often as possible. Doing this, you're going to have a ton of hands to do hand reading practice with. Question number four is about HUD prevalence. Now Nate asks, I know this is impossible to answer, but do you have any idea how prevalent HUDs are on Bovada or Ignition Poker? Having to jump through hoops myself makes me think it's not a very large percentage of the player base, but I could be wrong. It probably also depends on the stake level. That's a great question, Nate. Now, regardless of the stake, I always just assume that anyone who is a tight aggressive or a loose aggressive player, they're playing well, they're probably using a HUD. And of course, those are the most dangerous potential HUD users because they have practice, they study, they're using your HUD purposefully to find exploits against you. And possibly, as stakes go up, yeah, you might have more players on your table. But like I said, consider any tag, any lag that seems capable, consider that they are a HUD user. And if any of those other players, like the Superfish uh, or Supermaniacs, if they use a HUD, they probably don't know how to use it effectively so I wouldn't worry about them too much. Question number five is about online cheaters. Uh, This is from N. N said, Pokerstar sent me an email informing me that I was damaged from other players' violations of the game rules. As a result, they credited me an amount as a compensation. Have you heard something similar? Yes, and I have heard of this. It means that Poker Stars, they caught a cheater, or multiple cheaters, and you were one of the victims. So what they did, they go they went back through the hand history, uh, and they figured out how much you lost due to his cheating, and they took it from his account and put it in yours. Probably a hundred other people got the same amount of money you did, or some some similar amount of money too. Maybe this cheater that they found, maybe it was a bot, or maybe it was player collusion. So, just the basic idea here is it's a bummer that you were cheated, but it's great that Poker Star Security is doing their job. They're catching cheaters and reimbursing those affected by those cheaters. Question six is about poker math being tough. This is from Corrine. I usually play live tournaments, sometimes live $1, $3 cash games. I'm a recreational player, and I don't get to play as much as I like to, but I strive to become a better player. I don't have Flopzilla or Poker Tracker 4 because that's for online play. Are the mathematics really that important? Because I find this difficult. My goal is to win poker tournaments. That's a great question. And you know, I'm a math guy. I love the poker math. And I do think poker math is very important. But the thing about poker math, it's not calculus. It's not statistics. It's just plus, minus, times, and divide. The most basic math concepts. So it's very simple and it's drillable. But the thing is, you need to find a video, a podcast, an article, a chapter in a book. You need to find something that teaches the math that you want to learn. Watch that video, study that material, whatever it is, and take notes along the way. And then drill the math with actual hands that you've played. I know you said you're a live player, but I recommend, like I said in that prior question, start playing online poker for cheap practice and a ton of hands to review. So if you're working on outs and odds math, just pull up a ton of hands where you faced a bet, where you flopped a flush or a straight draw. You're literally going to have now hundreds, if not thousands of hands that you can drill that math over and over, drill it into your head. Now, if you, are, if you don't want to play online and you don't have a database of hands, just whip out a deck of cards. Deal some random hands and boards and practice the math each time. So give yourself a hand with two hearts put two hearts on the board what's the math what if you're facing a half pot bet can you call three quarter pot bet what if there was just one heart on the board both checked and the turn put a second heart now you got the flush draw he bets half pot can you call should you fold can you bluff raise a deck of cards will give you all the practice that you need with any math concept and karine you said that you find the math difficult well here's a quote that i love from henry ford whether you believe you can or you can't you're right okay question seven fishy table hunting this one comes to us from space raptor do you think it's better to be at a table with lots of known players a mix of decent players and fish or a completely unknown table assuming most will be fish great question And this is exactly why I play on Ignition Poker. There are so many more fish on this unknown poker site. Not unknown poker site, I'm sorry. Anonymous poker site. Every time you sit down, all the players are unknown, but there's a great chance that you're going to have a ton of fish at your table. So I prefer the more fish, the better. And question number eight. Where are the good results? So this is from another anonymous player. Things are not going well, as you can see on the graph and in the latest cash game tracker that they sent me. Can you give me some recommendations that can help me get good results? So I gave this anonymous player specific recommendations based on the graph and the numbers that they sent me in the tracker. But I want this answer to be uh, beneficial to everybody who's trying to get good results. Maybe they're losing players, maybe they're barely break even, and they want to get better. Improving in poker, it's the same as improving in anything else in life. So let's imagine you're on a basketball team, and you keep losing. And you just can't put together a winning season. How does the team fix this? Well, there's three basic parts to this answer. It works in basketball, it works in poker as well. Part one is to assess your team's overall skill set. So, what is your team good at and what are they bad at? Are they lacking in the fundamentals of like dribbling and shooting and passing? Or is it teamwork and flow around the court where the issues are? For poker, assess your skill set. Yeah, where are you uncomfortable while playing? How often do you think to yourself, oh, I don't know what to do here. I guess I got a call. So those uncomfortable and confusing spots, that's where you're definitely lacking in some kind of skill. So figure out what you're missing and make a plan to build those skills. Step two, analyze your losses. So if you're a basketball team and you just lost a game 60 points to 40 points, why did you lose? What led to the loss? Are you allowing them easy scores due to poor defense? Or maybe, is your team only making 25% of the shots they take? Are you fouling them a ton and they're getting easy points from the free throw line? So for poker players, of course, analyze your losses. So you want to track your statistics and win rates every 2-3 to three weeks or every 2,000-5,000 to 5,000 hands when you see a persistent losing situation. Like every time you call a 3-bet, every time you track this— Calling three bets, you're losing five big blinds on average over the course of five, 10, 15,000 hands, two, four, six weeks. That is a spot you need to work on. And if you look at your statistics and you find an easy exploit your opponents have against you, like maybe you fold donk bets every time on the flop when you don't hold a pair, that's another thing to work on. Now, the final step number three is to practice, practice, practice. So for basketball players and for poker players, you know what you're lacking because you thought about steps one and two. So you want to practice the new strategies that you want to develop. Put yourself in those situations over and over to practice them. Tag your hands for a later review. Study a ton of training material. Take great notes and continue practicing the strategies again and again until this weakness becomes a strength. Alrighty, thank you so much for listening today. Please go to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod477 to help you take notes with all these amazing questions and my even more amazing answers. And if you haven't checked out thepokerforge.com, what are you waiting for? Just head there right now, thepokerforge.com. It's my number one online cash game micro stakes training site. Nine masterclass courses, tons of videos, action steps, quizzes play demonstrations cheat sheets everything that you need to become a winning player so go to thepokerforge.com right now and until next time take action both on and off the felt to become the player that you want to be